to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable and it keeps no record of when it has been wrong. It is never glad about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love will last forever, but prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will all disappear. Now we know only a little, and even the gift of prophecy reveals just a little. But when the end comes, these special gifts will all disappear. But guess what love's going to do? Last forever. The Apostle Paul left no room for doubting how we as believers should love. No room. He defined what godly love, charity, is all about in this passage. The first fruit of the Spirit of God should be what? Love. love. I know they tell you the first fruit is money. No. <laughs> Though many believers measure their spirituality by tongues, prophecy, gain, etc., Paul states that those things are not the proof of God's spirit residing in a person, but rather the opposite if real love isn't present. We will know if the workings are of God by the love that is shown in the vessel that is being used. Whether they are being used by God, by Satan, or by self is very evident by the love that is present. Amen. That's why the world is trying to change the definition of love. They want you to think love is not judging. They want you to think love is not judging when it's quite the opposite. Love judges wrong to protect the person that is loved. I can't love you if I hide right from you. And just because it's right, it's going to automatically judge wrong. Amen. Would I love my son, Jonathan? If I never reprimanded him or spanked him? No, if I withhold the rod from him, the Bible said that he's no son of mine. But if he's my son, then I'm going to chasten him because I want him to do right. Because I love him, I want him to do right. Amen? If I didn't care about him, I'd withhold everything good from him. Does that make sense? Because if you really love someone, but see, they have to stop love 
biblical love because biblical love is going to tell biblical truth. So they want carnal love so that you can love a homosexual by agreeing with his nasty, filthy lifestyle. His lifestyle is killing him. But you got to be quiet and let him die based on their definition of love. Amen? It's really not a definition at all. It's a definition. They're trying to refine what love is and change it so that when you love them, you agree with stank. Yeah, I was just talking to a brother. We were just talking right before service, talking about the school system. And he was saying, man, why, why are they lowering all the disciplinary standards in public school? They're lowering them. Well, you can't discipline people anymore. Because if you start disciplining kids, then you're going to go to the basic foundation or root of discipline, which is you're going to have to discipline a boy like a boy and discipline a girl like a girl. You're going to have to show the boy how to be a boy and show the girl how to be a girl. They don't want that because they want gay in there. So you got to get rid of all discipline so that the gays can have their way. The basic foundation of discipline is the first column a boy and a girl. You're a boy. You don't do that. You're a girl. You don't do that. Girls don't do that. Amen. You go in the restroom, you pee different because you're a girl. Well, they want to wipe all of that out. And they got to start at the very bottom and wipe out all discipline. So now you got the crazy kids and the kids aren't crazy. It's the lack of discipline that's allowing them to be crazy. Amen. And because that, that's allowed, now there's no discipline. That way the gays can be as gay as they want. They can influence the kids to be gay. And then they have to have the kids sexually dysfunction. If there's no sexual dysfunction, then there's no agenda. So they have to have the kids sexually active. But if you're teaching discipline, discipline teaches abstinence. Abstinence is a part of discipline, right? You got to kill abstinence because if they're not sexually active, then they won't be gay. You don't know you gay if you ain't doing nothing. You haven't selected sex if you don't know sex. Man, I'm preaching. What is love? There is no doubt. You, after this lesson, you will have no doubt what love is. God is love. God calls himself love. So when we learn in what love is, we learn in God. That's right. Amen? Amen? What is love? I'm going through everything that Paul said love, love was one by one. Number one, love is what? Patience. Love is patient. True love waits. In the case of singles, true love waits until marriage before sex. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Singles should wait. Till marriage before they even kiss. Some of y'all done blew that. So you need to hit the rewind button and go back. Amen. Because when the man, when they say at your wedding, you may now kiss the bride. That's supposed to be the first time. Folks already planning to leave this church because of that. I've been dating for 18 years. What's wrong with you? Amen. Get out of that new age, new world, new age agenda and go on and get married. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't want nobody dating around this church for no two and three years. That don't make any sense. None. Take you that long to know somebody, you know what's going to start happening. You're going to start knowing too much about them. And the love and the cherishing you used to have is starting to fade because you're starting to find out too much. If you had found out about it while you're married, it's too late. (laughs) Now you're finding out stuff you shouldn't have found out. Now you're having second thoughts and be like, okay. The new world agenda, that's even on the Jaffe memo to prolong marriage. They knew that if people would prolong dating, 
then they won't marry. And if they do marry, they'll be so independent, they'll divorce. That was the whole purpose. Man, that Illuminati is smart, boy. In the case of marriage, true love understands that two people from two different worlds coming together is going to be difficult at times. Amen, married people? Amen. Any married people know what I'm talking about? Amen. That's the, that's the part they don't want to tell people. I, I tell people, especially when I'm doing premarital counseling. I tell myself, man, it's going to come a time where you're going to think you made the worst mistake in your whole life. You're going to look at your wife or your husband and be like, I blew it. <laughs> and you really didn't, but you're going through something that's tough because that's two people from two different worlds. But I have a magic word for that, and it's called perspective. Look at somebody and say perspective. If you've had any kind of counseling with me, you know that is my word perspective because if you can see it through their perspective it changes but if you always see it from your perspective you're gonna always want your way what if that was your family that you dogging out that's her family if somebody was dogging your family out like that so you that's perspective no matter what they said about you no matter what they did to you that's still her family you know how many years she spent with them? You expect her to act any different? She was raised by them. Perspective. Look at somebody say perspective. That's how you have to think. Yeah, you ain't going to change years of upbringing just because you married. No, that's years. And just because you hate each other right now? You, you, you've had arguments before and you... Amen. You made love to those went away. What happened to them days? Why now you can't do that? Amen. Dress up like two different people. Walk in the room, just wigs and mustache and beard and just reintroduce yourself and play like you somebody else. I need to say this for the marriage uh, retreat. Amen. Just do it. Some of you got to do what you got to do. Nobody hate nobody that much. You ain't that mad. Amen. Especially men, you know, you can't shut your body off like that. No, don't touch me. You a lie. <laughs> Women, keep touching him. Watch. You'll hit a spot. I said don't. Uh. <laughs> they don't know nothing about that. Shoot. I was, I, 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 I was counseling a woman on Skype the other day. And she was like, my husband, he don't want to have nothing to do with me. He hate me to move out here. I said, does he like your cooking? She said, yeah, he loves my cooking. I said, what does he like that you cook the most? She said, uh, he likes when I make his uh, chicken fried steak. That's his favorite. I said, well, then you need invite him over. And when he walk in the door, have chicken fried steak, just the smell. Trap him. See, y'all laughing. I know what I'm talking about, Jack. He'll smell that chicken fried steak, whatever he's mad about. Well, we can, we can talk. Yeah. Get him full of that, yeah. Would you like some more gravy? Well, yeah, I guess. Since I'm here. Yeah, man, just chipping away, chipping away. He's getting weaker and weaker. 
What's wrong with you women? Y'all know how to use your womanly ways? What's wrong with you? That's why we need some old women to teach the young women how to use that stuff. P31, but y'all better learn how to do that. Stop, stop yelling and fussing and use stuff. <laughs> Smells be triggering men, see. Tell these single women, and I'm going to talk about it in when we do the uh, strengthening the bond, too, because I'm going to have a section for singles and all of that in there. But women give off, y'all, y'all know y'all give off a scent? Yes, you do. You give off a scent. You're an animal. We all animals. And animals don't know when to mate until they smell the scent. Yeah. So if you all independent, yo, you Delta Sigma, whatever you got, I don't need no man. You done sung the thing, sung the song with the candles and all that. You have shut your sense off. Man, wonder why you can't get a good man. You ain't smelling like nothing. He can't smell it. He smell independence on you. You don't think that gives off a scent? He walked by. Oh yeah, that's that, that's one night, maybe a week. <laughs> but that definitely ain't forever. Y'all, y'all, y'all laugh. I got proof. I'm gonna I'm talk about it there, man. Too. I got proof. Yeah, pheromones. That's what they are. They can, men can smell them. You all independent, and you all, you know. Mm-hmm. Your mama taught you wrong. Should have been teaching you how to be a wife and a mother, what you were created to be. You were created for a what? A what? A man. Now you can make up whatever you want, but in my Bible, said God looked at man and saw that man should not be alone, so he made woman for man. He made man for himself. He made woman for man. You can add to it what you want to try to add to it, but the Bible says that's what you was created for. So you ain't going to be happy until you have what God said you was created for. A man. You can make up what you want. You don't have to ever come back in here. That ain't going to change nothing. Now all your reproductive stuff start rotting. It'll rot on you. Fibroid tumors and cervical cancer. Now where do you think this stuff is coming from? Breast cancer. What do you think it is? It's because you ain't using your stuff. God made that stuff for a reason. You can't just let it sit there and wax old. Because you independent and you and I'm, I'm just, I don't need no, me and God, I can do what everything a man can do. Okay. Let's see you reproduce on your own. You ain't no earthworm. What's wrong with you, man? That's a bunch of foolishness. Be a woman. Why wouldn't you want to be a woman? Why wouldn't you want a good man to take care of you? Who want a man that can't take care of him? I don't need him to take care of me. I can take care of myself. You're stupid. I can't believe you said that. And said it in front of him. They wonder why he's hooked on porn. So you turn your own house down with your mouth. Say so it'd be better to just get a ladder and live on the roof of the house than be in there with you and your independence. That's what the Bible said. You don't have sense enough to keep your house? Your house! Some foolishness. Man, I don't care if we get down to eight people in here. I ain't going to change nothing. I've been preaching like this. I preached Sunday school like this with four people for two years. As loud and as animated. No difference. Was it any difference, baby? I was preaching just like this. Man, you can't change me. I ain't think about you and your independence. Uh, see, pastor, he's a chauvinist. And he would call me whatever you want to call me. Call me one, you got to call Paul one too. And if you call Paul one, you're calling Jesus one. That's right. Shut up! Get somewhere in there. Okay. Come on. 
Y'all know, Jezebel makes me mad. Ain't, no, ain't gonna be none in here, y'all know that, right? Had a few that tried it, they gone. Every now and then I gotta preach the anti-Jezebel message. Run you off and your weak Ahab husband. Amen. Because you don't have Jezebel without Ahab. Gotta be an Ahab. But love will cause you to wait on each other no matter how long it what? If that's real love, you'll wait. You'll wait. You'll wait. If you truly love a person, you will be patient with them. When it comes to family and friends, oh, I hope y'all hear G. Craig Lewis today. When it comes to family and friends, you must be empathetic to their situations and circumstances before we judge them. Ah, amen. amen. Now, folks, sure enough, we'll call us a cult if you go on and blasting truth without a filter. Got to have a filter. Empathetic. Y'all know what empathy is? Sympathy, you know the difference between sympathy and empathy? Empathy is when you put yourself in that person's position and think like that. that it goes all the way back to, what's my word? Perspective. What's my word? Perspective. perspective. It goes back to perspective. That person can't think like you because they're not you. They ain't been through what you've been through. Because you done came, you done grabbed a hold to some truth all of a sudden. How long did it take you? Yeah. Nobody want to hear this, man. They, you know. See, when I bring balance and stuff, then folk don't like me. But then if I don't have no balance, then they don't like me. So I might as well just do whatever I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> you got to have some balance, man. You can't go and plow through all the folks that don't agree with you. You ain't going to have no job. Go on your job. Uh-uh, homosexuality is wrong. Get out of here, fag. You a fag, you going to hell. That's your manager. He's like, well, I'm going to hell, but you going to the bread line. At least I got some time. <laughs> and I have people doing that. And then email me, man, I blasted my boss today. Are you yelling back? Stupid. Why would you blast your boss? What did he do to you? What did he paying you? He was paying you to shut up. You was taking hush money. Shut up. Hey man, what if Joseph, Joseph had went up to Potiphar and be like, Potiphar, out of Egypt, this is a bunch of pagan mess. He'd be like, get your tail back in jail. I knew I should have left you in that hole where we got you out of. <laughs> now, Joseph had to, Joseph, because he knew his family was going to need him. He knew that family was coming. He's got to save his family. Joseph was in there quiet. Saw them idols and just looked the other way. I just ain't having it. Daniel, man, what if Daniel had said, oh, all these Chaldeans, all this junk, this just got to end. It would have ended too. They'd have shot him. Now, when it came time when they confronted him and said, who is your God? Bow before our God. Now, that, now that's different. All right. Now, I've been working here. I ain't said nothing. You know, I've been cool. Everything's been all right. But now, I got to go with my God. And they didn't even know that they were just setting God up to show itself. Throw him in the lion's den. Lion's mouth just lock up. Now, Daniel is the man. He's like, bring my three boys and, and move us on up a little higher now. In Babylon. But y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for the truth. Church ain't ready. Proverbs 14 and 29. <laughs> he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit brings about folly. 
foolishness. If you don't know how to control yourself and temper yourself when you're dealing with truth, you're going to mess a bunch of stuff up. Yeah, it's truth. Yeah, it's truth, but it's not time. Or yeah, it's truth, but give them time. Be patient. That's love. Look at somebody and say, that's love. Man, I could have stayed on that one. Boy, that was good, wasn't it? Number two, love is not envious. Whenever you see what a person has or who a person is and you are envious and jealous, you got a demon. That's a demon. It's a demon. That's a demon. I mean, good stuff happening for him. Got a new car. He'll lose it. That's a demon. Why would you say that? Because you don't have one. Some of you got one and still don't want nobody else to have it. It's a demon. You just get mad. I mean, mad, got to go and walk around. <laughs> they always get good stuff. <laughs> Maybe because they're good and you evil. Like God is going to give you anything. Maybe they don't compromise and you waver. Y'all can't even pray the same, according to the Bible. If you waver, you unstable in all your ways. God always blessing them. Man, you are Satan. Only the devil would say that. True love causes you to be happy and rejoice with others when they are blessed. If you cannot do this, then there are usually demons controlling you. I can't stress that enough. That's a demon to make you mad when good things happen. Good things are happening and you're mad at good. That's the opposite. That's the devil. I mean, I can't stress it enough. God's love is not pleased when others fail and angry when they are blessed. That's the devil. Proverbs 27 and 4. Anger is cruel and wrath is like a what? Flood. You ever try to stop a flood? Can't. Flash flood warning means get somewhere and don't drive. Because you can't, man, a flood will take your car and folks have died like that. You can't stop a flood. Anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood. But what's worse than anger and wrath? Who can survive the destructiveness of jealousy? Anger's bad. Wrath is worse. But jealousy? Number three, love is not boastful, proud, or what? Rude. Some folks are just rude. They talk down to you when they talk to you. Just rude. And the thing I've learned about rude people, most of them don't know they're rude. God hates a proud look. We talked about that in part eight. The proud look. When a person has to always brag about who they are and what all they have accomplished, then they are insecure and not loving. It's impossible. Look at somebody saying impossible. It's impossible for a selfish person to truly love because true love denies oneself. People that always mention their accomplishments and earthly success are tools of the enemy and cannot truly love outside of their own selves. What's even worse is when their pride challenges you to conform to what they feel you should be doing. Not only are they proud, not only is it pride, but now they're trying to govern your life with it. Then their pride becomes witchcraft and they change the course of people's lives because of pride and boasting. This is not love at all. You were all excited about your little hoopty, and you loved it until you ran into them, and they start telling you how it was raggedy and you should have more. Your husband let you drive around in that? Girl, if, it, if 
I was you, you by yourself. You don't even have animals in your house. Dogs run away from you. I mean, pets die. I mean, don't nobody want to be around you. If I were you, this is not love at all. Look at somebody say, this is not love at all. The wicked, through the pride of his face, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Love does not demand its own way. If you demand your own way, you're going to be by yourself. Amen. You're going to be by yourself. You're going to be lonely. Lonely. You have a whole bottle of lonely in your refrigerator. Just lonely. You're just going to be miserable if you got to have your own way. You don't know. Mm. There's a form of compromise we, to love that must be applied in various situations. Man, I'm preaching in this place. We should never compromise the gospel of truth for any reason. But we will have to mature in applying truth and allowing love to guide us in sharing truth. Amen? Your wife may be twice as big as she was when you first married her. You don't have to tell her that. You don't think she see it? Can I tell the truth in here? Why would you say that? That's dumb. Then she looking for something wrong with you. As soon as you say it, look at your head. Your nap, the nappy. You know, then it just start to cuss it and fight. You know, why did you do that? Why'd you take your pot belly out there and work out? Let us see that. That might motivate. Can I tell the truth in here? Amen. Why would you do that? Look at somebody and say, why would you do that? Man, you better grow and learn. You can't demand your own way. There's a compromise to love. Compromise. Compromise. But you can't demand your own way. We must realize that it took time for us to come to the truth that we have accepted. So we must be what? Patient, Patient with others and not what? Demand our own way. I've seen married couples and the wife or the husband get a hold to the truth behind hip hop. He's blasting the truth behind hip hop to his wife or she's blasting it to him. And then if in a few minutes they don't get with it. They're arguing and fighting and about to divorce. When y'all been going to that church for 20 years, y'all ain't paying no attention to me. It's gonna, look, what is it going to take? It's going to take some time. Why don't you pray about it instead of force feeding the DVDs? Boy, it got quiet in there for some reason. Man, you better take your time. When I get around people and anybody know me, I don't say nothing about nothing I do. Nothing. The experience nothing. I don't ever say nothing. Unless they ask me. When they ask me, I say something and I change the subject. Because I know where this is going to lead. You know what I'm saying? I've been down that road before. So I know how to just not say nothing. It's not important because I know what I know. I'm secure. I know I know the truth. So, you know, if you don't know the truth yet, there was a time when I didn't. Man, Paul got knocked off the horse on the Damascus road. And you know what God did? Somebody said, yeah, turn him into a minister. And he did, but then you know what he did? He sent him to study for 14 years. 14 years. See, nobody talk about Tarsus. <laughs> 14 years before he could open his mouth. Because when Paul said, it's going in the Bible. So he couldn't get knocked off his horse and then jump up preaching. He can't get it wrong. Man, I'm teaching in here, y'all. Got to be patient. Look at somebody and say, patient. 
Family and friends that are genuine, that we genuinely love must be understood from this perspective. Look at somebody say perspective. If we cannot do this, we will find ourselves, what? Hurting. Hurting people for the sake of truth. And this is not God's spirit at all. Now, I know y'all are saying, now, how is G. Craig Lewis from EX Ministries going to get up here and say something like that? Well, people have me all wrong. They have me all wrong. They don't understand. They just don't understand. They don't know that we write letters to these folks. They don't know that we have prayer for these folks. They don't even understand. They don't see that. So they think we're just blasting people. Now, if they do it out in the public and proud of it, yeah, we're going to hold it up to the light and show you that it's foolishness. But we ain't personally attacking people. 1 Corinthians 8 and 13, wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, what did Paul say? I will eat no meat in front of him. My brother can't handle it. He grew up where eating meat that was sacrificed to idols was a sin. So in front of my brother, I don't have to get in front of him with a big T-bone steak that I don't, that, that's been offered up to Cali and prove that I have liberty in Christ. Paul said, why would you do that? Just, just eat it later. It's just meat. Look at somebody says, just meat. So why would I offend my brother over some meat? At their church, they believed that wearing pants is a sin. Why you got on tights? <laughs> just all in front of them. Just, <laughs> you know, when you're changing clothes, you know you're going into a church where they don't do that. So you're putting on clothes. Can, did the Holy Spirit tell you anything? I have people still email me when they, when they come and they say, now what do y'all wear? Is it okay to wear pants? I say, yeah, it's okay. I don't say, that's a bunch of foolishness. We ain't like that. That's some dumb stuff. No. <laughs> their mama's taught them that all their life, so I'm calling their mama dumb. Yeah. She's not dumb. That's just what she... <laughs> Paul could have easily said, man, eat the meat. It don't matter. But it does matter. Why would you offend your brother for, for meat? Yes. Clothes? You got dresses? You wore dresses? the day before probably had on a dress and went and put on pants that's some foolishness you know that's the way they get down at that church they ain't gonna kill you y'all know it is you know it's the truth calm looks at me and say calm down i know you're excited about the newfound truth that you, you you have amen but don't be falling out with your family and then they calling me because that's what they gonna call what you teaching over there in that in that bunker <laughs> What? Over there in that bunker, unmarked building. You got them all brainwashed. That's what they do. Because you don't act in a fool. Number five. Y'all enjoying this? Love takes no account of evil. Love is what? You remembering women. Because women, y'all got a memory bank like, it's like a computer. Just a flash drive. And you just taking notes, bringing it back up later. Y'all need to learn how to delete some stuff. Amen. I'm, have, I'm sorry, P31, but I'm at to step in my wife's place right now. And uh, y'all just have to learn how to delete some stuff. Amen. He, he was dumb, but deleted. Amen. Don't hold him to that dumb for the rest of his life. Every time something happens. See, remember, remember, but we got to remember, let it go. Love is forgiven. We can't hold grudges against those we love. Though people wrong us or hurt us, we wrong people and hurt people as well. Yes, you have. You've done it. 
if we ever want God to forgive us, we must do what? Forgive others. Because the same things we desire to be forgiven for, we have committed in various ways. I was at a youth prison one time, preaching to these boys. And how many of you like your daddy? And I hate him. I hate what he did to me. He got my mama pregnant. I ain't seen him. I ain't talked to him. Where are you right now? You in prison. You saying that from prison? You in prison. Where's your baby? Is your baby here in prison with you? But really though, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm like, y'all mad. And so they all start crying because I made them realize something that they hadn't even thought of. You did the exact same thing your father did. And you want somebody to forgive you, but you ain't going to forgive your father? Yeah, folks make mistakes. People do dumb stuff. Some of it is dumber than most. But if you love, you got to forgive. True love understands this and will always what? This doesn't mean you always have to keep people in your lives, though. Amen. Some folks, you forgive them, but you got to shoot them the deuces because they're going to mess up something. I had a brother I started out in ministry with. I mean, man, men is due. We started out together, everything, whatever, whatever, whatever. Time came when, man, I would see his number in the call ID and I would get sick. I got to where I was like, this dude, he, he you know, he just, he, he just started wanting money all the time, wanting, you know, trying to use the name of the ministry, whatever. And I just started feeling bad about it. So I told my wife, I said, man, this dude, my, uh, he, 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 he got a, I don't know what it is. And so what I've always done, I put a fleece before the Lord. I put a fleece. I said, God, if you don't want this guy in my life, let him get out of my life. Let him do it. Let, let him say, I don't want, and I tell God what to make him say. I did that with a bunch of folks. I would always put this fleece before God, and they would act it out like zombies. Yeah, that's right. Don't even know why they're doing it. And I'd be like, man. So this time I said, Lord, let him. He called me one day. I want you out of my life. <laughs> That's what he said, his exact word. I said, really? Yeah, I want you out of my life, man. I can't take it because EX Ministries is mine. It's supposed to be mine. That's me. You're supposed to be me. I'm supposed to have this. That's what he said. So I'm sitting there like, okay. I said, are you sure? You know, I always have to just, I want God to just rub, I I want God to just marinate it. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm out. And once a year, he sends me books of text and email, man. Come on, we got to get back together, man. God, it did it. <laughs> Sent me a letter last week. He messes my weeks up when he does that. Send me one. Use a different name because I had blocked him off of everything. Use a different name. Come on, man. Just, just indulge me for a moment to sit down with me, man, because I need to be in your life. I need to speak. I need to be that voice in your life. I... <laughs> Does it mean I don't love him? Oh, yeah, I love him with the love of the Lord only. (laughs) But I know what's best for this ministry. I got to protect God because this is God. Anybody know me personally? You know I don't play with the ex-ministries, Jack. That's God. I couldn't do that. So I have to protect it. So when it comes to that, brother, (laughs) can I tell the truth in here? Mark 11 and 25. And when you stand praying, do what? If you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may do what? Does that make sense? 
If you're going to stand up praying, forgive so you can be forgiven. That's basically what it's saying. Number six. What time is it? Okay, I'm going to hurry up. Love shuns injustice but rejoices in truth. If you truly love a person, you can't purposely do them wrong. Mm, mm, mm. I don't understand husbands and why. You know, I came to the women's uh, P31 meeting. You know, I let everybody ask a question on a card. And some woman said, well, what about separate accounts? Having my own separate bank account without my husband knowing about it. I said, that's some foolishness. Why, why would you want to hide an account? I mean, what? The, I don't even understand. Why would you hide a bank account from your spouse? Aren't y'all supposed to be one? How, how do you make that right in your mind? You knew it was wrong. That's why you wrote it on paper and wouldn't say it out loud in front of everybody. Yeah. Now, if he's on crack or something, <laughs> then you better hide some money in the tampon box. <laughs> Somewhere where you know he ain't going. <laughs> you know, a crackhead will tear the whole house up. <laughs> where you put it? Where'd you put it? <laughs> yeah, boy. No matter how much they may deserve it or how they have treated you, true love will allow God to do what? True love will allow God to fight for you. Women come to my wife, what should I do? I just went through all his emails and I found this and I went through all his text messages and I found this and I just... And my wife, the first thing she's going to tell you is, why are you going through all this stuff? Because I got to prove it. Prove what? You're going to court and you're going to use that as exhibit A? All you're doing is making yourself crazy. Get out of your stuff and let God fight your battle. Nobody want to hear that. Oh, well, God. You know, they really want to say, God can't handle this. That's what the voice says. Oh, God can't handle this. This is too much for God. I got to go handle this myself. Man, I'm preaching. I should have charged y'all for this message. <laughs> and true love will always find pleasure in truth, even if the truth is alarming or uncomfortable for you. Love finds no pleasure in seeing others harmed. Setting a trap for him. Mm-hmm, let me see what he say when he come in. I'm just going to print all these out and just put them on the wall. <laughs> and then I'm asking. Have you been texting? Why would you even put him in a position to lie? Just get, trying to get him back for some kind of self-satisfaction. I mean, what is that? That's not love. Now, if you just want to fight, just when he walk in the door, just jump on him and fight. You got to set it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You entertained by it, by watching him lie? Did you talk to Quita again? That's what I said. Well, you got the text message on the wall, so obviously, yes. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook, so obviously, you done told the world, yes. Why do people do that? And you think emasculating them is going to make him like you? Right. That'd make Quita more attractive. Right. Right. Quita don't have no teeth, but he starts seeing teeth when you act like that. <laughs> Just imagining teeth. And you just made her look better. I'm telling the truth in here. Y'all know it. So much truth is, is foggy in here. 
Proverbs 21 and 3. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than what? Sacrifice. Number seven. Love beareth, believeth, and hopeth. True love will what? When it comes to people, we must learn when we are to fight for a person or allow God to fight. Your powers don't work no more. Now it's time for you to let God fight. You know you're only going to make it worse. Let's get God involved. Amen. Your mouth is a flaming fire. Let's let God handle it because you're going to say something to ruin it forever. Some people need our love to fight for them and others need God's power to do the fighting. Either way, there is hope for everyone and love will keep this hope. Maturity will teach us how to love people and from what distance we should love them as well. Man, ain't that good. Some folks you got to love from a distance. Some folks you got to love over the phone. Some folks your love for them is strictly email. No contact. Some folks you got to love by memory. I just need you gone. Proverbs 2 and 11. Discretion shall preserve thee. Mm, mm, mm. And understanding shall do what? Boy, this is a good message. Love never ends. The beauty of serving God is that no matter what we have done or what we have come through, God's love is here to remake us and accept us back. He loved us so much that he died so that his love could be available for us to pay for our sins. This is a never-ending love and it will endure till the end. So should our love for our brothers and sisters. We should learn how to love this way. Colossians 3 and 14, and the most important piece of clothing you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect. Summary! (laughs) Paul basically taught us in this passage that what we expect from God is what God expects from us. Man, that was deep. The forgiveness, understanding, patience, and hope we expect from him He expects us to exhibit to our fellow man and loved ones. How can we expect him to never give up on us if we constantly give up on our own relatives and friends? How can we expect God to put up with all our issues and we hate people because of theirs? How can we truly expect to be loved and we don't give love? Grow up, saints of God, and allow love to take the place of envy, jealousy, strife, and bitterness. People with issues can speak in tongues and prophesy, but those gifts will cease. Love will never fail, so we should use love as proof of God's spirit being in us. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, there are three things that will endure. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is... No, there should be no doubt in your mind what love is after this message. Everyone bow your heads. God, we won't know how to love unless we have you and you show us all the different backgrounds that we come from, all the different ways we were raised, all the different churches we've been to, all the different administrations and all the different jobs and people and everything God has created us to be the way we are. 
And if we expect people to love us the way we are, we got to love them the way they are. So, God, I pray right now for all of these things that we just talked about. More patience, more understanding, more maturity, God. Teach us how to handle the newfound adamant believer truth that has been dropped on us. This is a breath of fresh air to many of us. It has caused many to move down here and relocate from states where they were. A lot of us move, but God, that doesn't mean we got to hate the folks that we moved away from. We have to love them. So God, show us how to love them. More important than that, show us how to keep those that belong in our lives or those that are in our families, how to keep peace with them. God, an understanding, to understand them based on perspective. Because, God, before we got the truth, we didn't know it. So let us have mercy on those that don't know and handle them the right way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.